turn to the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter. Praise God. Matthew 25. Praise the Lord. Always good to see everybody here. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, appreciate my church family and your prayers, your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy birthday, Sister Brenda. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Didn't get a chance to say that to you before service, but we're so thankful for everybody being in the house of the Lord. Matthew 25. We're going to read the words of Jesus. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for you. Thank you for just how great you are. And we love you, Lord. We love your word. We love Lord, what it does and what it accomplishes in our lives, God, we ask you, please, to give us spiritual hearing. Lord, a humble heart to receive it. Lord, that you would talk to each one of us, God. Lord, that we be sensitive to your spirit. I ask you for an anointing and for direction, God. And Lord, that you just help me and my my spirit and my mind and all that I am, Lord, to just be led by you, God. And Lord, just have your way in this house again, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Matthew 25, and I just want to take a few verses. This may just not be what you expected tonight. and But uh, I want to read the words of Jesus. This is about how this all ends. This is Matthew 24, signs of the times. And then Matthew 25 is talking about the judgment. And uh, let's just start in verse 11. This is the very end of the parable of the ten virgins. And it says in verse 11, Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, open to us. This is the end times. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. And he tells those that are listening, Watch, therefore. For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Now after that parable, the ten virgins, he talks about the stewards that were given talents, given part of his... Um, his business, if you will, and told to occupy, told to work until he returns. Verse 28 says, Take therefore the talent from him. I gave him a talent, now I'm taking it from him, and give it unto him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have in abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Listen to this. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's one more parable talking about this judgment. Goes into the, the sheep and the goats. They are separated on one side and on the other. And in verse 44 it says, Then... Shall they say, they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, 
or thirst or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to the least of one of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Mm, God bless you. You can be seated. What a way to start. But these are the words of Jesus. And these uh, are just a small portion of scriptures in our New Testament that tell me that many that call themselves Christians aren't taking this near as seriously as they ought to. When I hear people talking about end times, and there's a lot of folks talking about end times, and for good reasons, I'm sure. But I'm telling you, as I have preached to you often, that if you're going to tell me you believe in end times, it's going to be like Brother Bob was saying, you're going to get some things cleaned up. And oh, don't tell me you're, you're concerned about the Antichrist. You ought to be looking at these scriptures. Don't tell me, what am I going to do with the mark of the beast? You ought to be looking at Jesus and making sure you can say, I know who you are. I have a walk with you. I, I have a relationship with you. Amen. This is what we ought to be focused on right here. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, give him glory. Give him praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I am so thrilled. God bless you. I am so thrilled and so touched by some of these that are relatively new in the house of God. That their focus is on Him. I can't help where you've come from or what kind of teaching you've had. But I'm going to do everything. I, when you see somebody come in that's not had a bunch of junk put into their hearts and minds, you can tell them, just keep loving Jesus and surrender to Him. That's what we want. Oh, hallelujah. We don't want you sitting around being judgmental and trying to pick people apart in your Pharisee ways. And we want you to just be, be head over heels in love with Jesus. That's going to produce sanctification. That's going to produce holiness. That's going to produce a, a desire to win souls. Amen? Oh, yes, it is. That's going to open doors for you. Talked to someone here who was saying recently and... And talking about big churches, and, and I'm, I'm not against anything big. We'd love to see five times, ten times, a hundred times more people and living for God. But, but people come to the house of God, and, and they want a program where they can feel comfortable. And, and they come around here, they, man, what's going on? I'm expected to just worship God. We, we want a, a screen, or we want books, or we want something to, that, that we're familiar with, a kind of a, a role of entertainment. We don't want to just, we ought to be familiar with the presence of God. We ought, it ought to be easy for us to just say, oh, I know what it means to just love God and get lost in His Spirit. Amen. And we want everything to go a certain We want a program to feel like we're a part of something. We want a program to feel like we're doing something. But if you fall in love with Jesus, if you just seek Him first and love Him, God's going to open doors. God's going to lead you. God's going to teach you. God's, oh yes, He will. Amen. Hallelujah. 
it's just gonna it's gonna come so naturally, just so organically, just just open doors and be so much more than just a program or some kind of ritual routine. Hallelujah. We see these scriptures about the Bible talks about five wise and five foolish virgins. That's that's speaking of somebody who's pure. And they're all looking forward to a day where they can be united with the bridegroom. They're a spouse. They're engaged. Amen. This isn't talking about the world. This isn't talking about the sinner. Amen. It's talking about people in church. When you go and talk about the stewards and the, the ones that were given different amounts to, to have uh, responsibilities, this isn't talking about the world. This isn't talking about the sinners. It's talking about the church. Amen. God did, God said he gave this one this much responsibility, this one this much responsibility, this one this much responsibility, and he expects you to, to work with that. You don't know when he's coming back. But it's not somebody who doesn't know. The, the, the sheep and the goats, you say, oh, surely these goats are, 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 no. They said, Lord, when did we ignore you? We love you. I said, but you looked around. You didn't have time for somebody who you thought was l- the least important in the house of God. And he said, you didn't have time for me. You remember something. You could look down your nose at people in the church and say they ought to be this and they're not doing this. But Jesus, he, he identifies with the weak. Amen. He identifies with those that are, uh, are young in faith. He identifies with those that, are, that, that need help. And he says, when you haven't done it to the least of one of these, you didn't do it for me. And each one of these groups of professing Christians were cast into outer dark. That's hell. Amen. That's that's being lost. Amen. That's not purgatory. That's not some little shack in the corner of glory, whatever that's supposed to mean. I never found that scripture in the Bible. Amen. This idea, Lord, I might not be as faithful as I ought to be, but just as long as I get in the door. How dare you? How offensive to Calvary. How offensive to a God that gave everything for you. That bled and died on a cross for you. To think that somehow you just slip on in. He wants you to be in love with Him. He wants you to appreciate Him. He wants you to give your all like He gave His all for you. Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. God bless you. I want to preach something to you for a little bit. God laid on my heart that uh, I know your flesh is definitely not going to like, but I, I, I believe you understand this. I believe I believe you you understand this is this is uh, just what it's about. Um, obviously, obviously a, a a constant part of my life as a as a minister in our lives. We consistently people say, "Pray for me," right? Pray for me. Going through some things, I need your prayers. Amen. Pray for my family. Pray for my friends. Amen. Pray for healing. Praying for these problems that we're going through. And we will pray. We'll take that seriously. Amen? And we do believe God is a healer. And we believe God is a deliverer. We believe God meets needs and God helps us in times of trouble. Hallelujah.
But in all honesty, I think we understand that it's not just always just that simple. And sometimes we really do find out where your heart really is. Praise the Lord. Because we have an understanding through this Bible, hear me, that sometimes in this world, trials, trouble, tribulation is exactly what God uses. Amen. That God works in these dark times. That God has a purpose and a plan if you read your Bible and understand that, that, that when God's people are, are, are persecuted in Egypt, they start growing. Amen. And they start praying. And they start reaching out and God starts to move. And the catalyst is trouble. Amen. God often uses difficult situations. Amen. And I'm going to pray. Don't you get me wrong or hear something. I'm not saying I'm going to pray God heals. I'm going to pray God meets needs. I'm going to pray that God takes us out of trouble. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you this, I pray so often, but God, while we're in that trouble, I'd want you to get all the glory you can get. Amen. Because more important than your comfort is the glory of God. And you know, when you're going through some things and shining, somebody's going to see Jesus in you. When you're going through hard times at your job... Hallelujah. And you glorify God. Oh, that's the greatest thing that can happen. Amen. These light afflictions Paul told us about are going to yield a greater weight of glory. Amen. And if you hear me now, if you can stand in God's presence and say it wasn't easy, but God, I, sh- I let my light shine and I gave you glory. You're going to be so glad in that day that you have given God glory rather than had an easy road. Amen. Oh, you ought to pray. I'm not saying to pray that everything, just don't pray that it gets easier. Don't, you go ahead and pray it gets nice and hard for you. And, but I am saying, you know what, in the midst of it, When you're asking God, Lord, can you please, you know, take this thorn in my flesh away? Say, God, in the meantime, let me glorify your name. And I'll tell you, you've got a pastor that's praying for you that says, God, let them shine. Let somebody see Jesus in them. Get glory in them when they suffer, when they're hurting, when they're crying. Let somebody see how a Christian has hope. Let somebody see how a Christian has God in their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I'm praying God gets glory out of your life. I'm praying for your eternity with eternity in mind. Not praying this is as easy as it can be. Amen. But I'm praying God shine your light through us. I'm telling you, I see a lot of good things happen in this Bible. Not too many of them happen because of easy times. Amen. Amen. Did you? I, I wonder sometimes, these folks that have this feel-good idea of, uh, of, of being a Christian, have you read Hebrews 11? 
these what many call heroes of faith. Amen? They exercised faith in the most dark of times. Things that were hopeless. They had to stand and look at what was hopeless and call the things that were not as though they were. They had to stand. It wasn't, God, I'm just going to crawl in a hole and die until you take away my problems. By faith. Uh Uh-uh, that's not faith. It was faith they met the enemies. It was faith they overcame high walls and big giants and trouble and think impossibilities. Hallelujah, impossibilities. I, I just want it to be clear. It would be foolish for me to pray, God, let everything be easy in their life. You'll never glorify God like that. Amen. I'm not always praying that things go easy, but I'd rather that, that God purify your life. That God purify your life. I know. Hallelujah. I would love to think that every time I preach that everybody gets 100%, you get to this altar and I believe God does it. Where you say, God, I heard that. I need that. That's timely. I know you're, that's what you're dealing with me about. And I want to get that in my life. And I want everything that's not like that out of my life. Amen. Not everybody does that. Some people go home the same way they came. Praise the Lord. I don't think God wants it necessarily to always be fiery trials of your faith that purify you. But he, he says it very clearly. I'll do it. I'll do it. Praise the Lord. I, I've talked to you about uh, the book of Amos I read here recently. And he said, he starts going down a list. I think it's four times in the same chapter. Allowed this in their life. Allowed this in their, uh, caused this in their life. Yet they did not return to me. God's got a plan. And I know I've, I've talked to people. They say, well, what if God gets, what if we just get bitter against God? He's, well, that's your choice. That's your choice. But you know what? I'd rather just say, you know what, God, you love me. You, you, uh, you want me. Uh, you're trying to get me out of this and into your will. I, God, I, I hear you loud and clear. Hallelujah. Praise the God. Going, growing up, I, I would hear a lot about, about the story of, 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 uh, of Joab and, and, uh, oh, God, help, help us, Lord. They, trying to get somebody's attention, trying to call him, trying to... Uh, it was Absalom trying to get Joab's attention. And and uh, and Joab just ignored him and just wouldn't have nothing to do with him. And after a while, jo- Absalom told somebody, said, hey, I'll tell you what you need to do. Go set his fields on fire. And then Joab comes running and said, what is wrong with you? Okay, now that we have your attention. Uh, now, now that you're here, let's talk about what we need to talk about. I pray God's will be done. You know what? We sing that song far above all else. I must be saved. God's got a plan in this last day. God's working in this last day. God is not absent, but God is more present than he's ever been. Amen. I believe he's got a plan right up to the end, and he's got us right where he wants us. But we've got to listen. We've got to pay attention to him. Hallelujah. I I want things to go well, but sometimes this is where God opens doors for us to be a witness. 
Sometimes this is how God opens doors that we can reach out to people. It's not always because it's, it goes a certain way that we like it. But, oh, God, I don't want problems. I don't want pain. I don't want suffering. But, Lord, I know I'm living in this world. I, I say, God, help us to, to be used by you more and more and more. Amen. Hallelujah. Praying that hearts would be softened. Hallelujah. Turn to Lamentations, the third chapter. I truly believe the Bible tells us about people receiving a strong delusion in these last days, that they would believe a lie. You know that's the Word of God? I believe it's Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, if you want to look at it later. But we're turning to Lamentations, the third chapter. The Bible talks about hearts being hardened in this last day talks about deception in this last day. Hallelujah. I, I want to I hear God's voice. I want to be more sensitive to God than ever before. As a minister and anybody here that has a heart to win souls and be a witness and tell other people about what Jesus has done for you, you see how hard people's hearts are. You see just how strongholds are in people's lives, walls that are just keeping them from really just surrendering to God. You see people being so stubborn. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And if you have a heart that you want to see that harvest, you want to see people saved. I was with some people and I felt like, I, I want to say this. This is, I, I was with some people and I, and I, and I applaud them. I, honestly, I think it was really a neat thing to Many, many years ago, I was with some Christians, and they heard an ambulance go by, and they stopped, and they said, let's pray for that person. I thought, that's so neat. But as I prayed that first time, and respecting their heart to really care about somebody that might be hurting, I thought, Lord, if you're dealing with their hearts, there's something bigger than somebody getting healed. And I don't, I'm not saying don't pray for that, but I am saying... God, if you're using this to get somebody's attention, God, soften their hearts. Because I have friends that are in heaven today, and they were sick when they died. Amen. I have friends that were waiting on God's miracle, and God took them home. And I've missed them, but I don't feel sorry for them. Amen. And praise God, I'm looking forward to being with them one day. Praise God. They don't want to come back and be with me. Not a bit. Amen. Hallelujah. But you can be, be well, the Bible says be rich and increase with goods and think you have need of nothing and be so lost. Praise the Lord. And our hearts need to be about heaven. Our hearts need to be about, Lord, I want to be right with you. And if our hearts are just, Lord, I don't want to have problems, I don't want to suffer, I don't want to be... You're kidding yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you read the book of Lamentations, especially this third chapter... Hallelujah. Let me read this to you a little bit. 
I'm not going to read this whole chapter, but he starts off and says, I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. Jeremiah is writing this book called Lamentations. That means he is weeping, right? There is deep sorrow in him. Praise God. And he is pouring out this sorrow unto God. He is saying, I'm a man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. What is he talking about? As you read this third chapter of Lamentations, what is this man talking about when he's saying, I've seen affliction, I'm seeing your wrath? This is not somebody who has failed and fumbled the ball and saying, God, you're, you've chastened me. No, this is a preacher. This is a prophet that stood warning a people who hardened their heart and mocked him time and time again and stood against him and hardened their hearts and, and, and were too stubborn to repent. And he said, he begged them and he pleaded with them and he cried out to them and he, 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 he did everything he could to say, hey, stop this. He scolded them and, 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 and pleaded and, and they still went on their stubborn ways. How hard it is. You understand this heart, I'm sure. But to preach and to reach and to love people and to watch them. When you know the end of it is going to be suffering. You know the end of it is problems because they will forsake the wisdom of God. They won't hear the word of God. They won't heed the word of God. They'll be too proud To just humble themselves and say, it's me. I need all the help I can get. And now we have a book called Lamentations. The ministry is not one, uh, someone who, who stands up and, and, and just arrogantly and proudly browbeats people, but humbly pleads with people and tells them the truth. Look what it says. He hath led me, brought me into darkness, but not into light. What? What's he saying? He's saying, I pray God give us more time. I've been praying, God, give more mercy. God, God, no, no, not yet. Don't judge them. But you know what? He brought me to this place and it's dark and it's not light. It's too late. Surely against me he has turned. He turned his hand against me. He's saying, God, he didn't answer my prayer because he was praying for the mercy to keep going. My flesh and my skin he made old, broken my bones. He built it against me and compassed me with gall and travail. Set me in dark places that they, as they that be dead of old. He had hedged me about that I cannot get out. And hath made my chain heavy. And when I cry and shout and shut it out by prayer. This is not a man who, who, who is saying, God, I, I need your help. He's praying for others. And has prayed and prayed and prayed. And they said, no, no, no. He made me, he closed my walls of hewn stone, verse 9, have made my paths crooked. He was like a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret place. He turned aside my ways, pulled me in pieces. He had made me desolate. He is so hurting because he's saying, God, I can't. There's going to be a day. There's going to be a day. The foolish virgins... The one with the talent that hid it away. The one that didn't have time for the the least. Where God says, time no longer. Preacher, you've preached your last message. You've prayed your last prayer. 
He said, I was a derision to all my people and their song all day. He had filled me with bitterness. He had made me drunken with wormwood, broken my teeth with gravel stones, covered me with ashes, removed my soul from peace. I forgot prosperity. And, in my, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. But he goes on in the next bit of scriptures. He talks about how God's mercies never fail. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. His compassions fail not. It's so, so difficult sometimes to see people continually make decisions that take them in a wrong direction. But God is reaching. God is calling. God is dealing. And sometimes, sometimes it's through the trials. Sometimes it's through the suffering. Sometimes it takes the, the tears in order to say, Okay, God, I, I give you my pride. I, you've, I, I come to you with brokenness. I come to you, Lord, with ears to hear. I come to you now looking at myself, looking in, in that mirror, looking at what I need today, God. And more than anything else, if you can see this, you can go into your New Testament and see Paul has the same heart uh, of someone who sees that it's more than my bank account, it's more than my toys, it's more than my ease. But woe to those that are ease in Zion. God is trying to get folks' attention in these last days. And I say, God, whatever you have to do. Don't let somebody be lost. Don't let somebody lose out on you. Don't let somebody just play games and think they're okay in the house of God. You can be saved. God wants to save you. I preach that to you. God desires for you to be saved. But it's not, there's no time to play church. There's no time to just go through the motions. There's no time, praise God. You know, brother was used a term just kind of, for lack of anything else, talking about somebody being a, a, a part-time alcoholic. Well, you can't be a part-time Christian. You can't be somebody that's, that's up and down and in and out. You're going to miss this. And God has a plan. And sometimes, the most difficult times, is God working in your life. And sometimes, the most difficult times, is not the devil... But it's prayers. Saying, God, wake them up. God, call them, draw them to you. So often I've said, God, I know your word says your goodness leads men to repentance. But, Lord, sometimes people have tasted that goodness and have taken it for granted. Use that to say, hey, God's okay with everything while they go on their merry way with sin in their lives. Can we go back to Matthew 25? I want to read the good parts. I want to finish with the hope. Hallelujah. Because there were not a very large amount of those that were waiting for the marriage supper, were there? It just says ten, five wise and five foolish. Five of them were shut out. But look what it says in Matthew 25, verse 10. While they went to buy, that was the foolish. The bridegroom came, 
And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Hallelujah. There were some that were ready. Now hear me, church. They were asleep at the beginning of the parable. Amen. They were all, all ten of them were asleep. But the message came forth. The alarm was sounded. I believe that's the end time preaching. The end time message from somebody that's crying and praying and saying, Hey, hey, the bridegroom's coming. Wake up. And five of those said, we're ready. We dealt, we're going to do everything we can to be prepared. And the Bible says he returns and they go in. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, verse 20. Oh, we're familiar with this, I know. So he that received five talents says the exact same thing for him that received two. Sadly, it didn't say the same thing for the one that was lazy with one, but he could have heard the same words. So he that received five talents came and brought the other five, saying, Lord, thou deliveredst unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them we got to get busy we got to get busy doing whatever we can amen don't wait for tomorrow hallelujah look at where you are you heard these great testimonies tonight every day lord use me today every day god let me shine light the light today let me glorify you today no matter what i'm going through i don't want to waste any more time Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. You know, let me say this. I I believe that this is all about faith in Him. He saves Him. Our works don't save us. But I'll tell you what, your faith will will cause you to, to do works unto God. And you'll be judged according to those works. Praise the Lord. If you don't, if you're not doing something, your faith is dead. And every place, you'll see this, every place that the New Testament talks about the judgment of God, it's people that are doing, people that are working, people that are, are, are laboring. Amen. So he says, I've gained five more. Jesus is talking about end times. He's not talking about some, some Old Testament idea. He's bringing us into a new covenant end times understanding of judgment day. And he says, well done. Now, it takes faith. Don't, don't get me wrong. You can't earn your way into heaven. I'm not saying that. But your faith will produce works. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen. Well done, thou good. You did. You've, you were doing. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You were faithful with what I gave you. Oh, you don't know how many times. That's my prayer. God, help us to be faithful. Help us just to be faithful today. I can dream about tomorrow. I can think about what could have happened yesterday. But Lord, let me be faithful today. Let me put my heart into what you have put before me today. Can you say amen? Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. That's what matters. Jesus says you've been faithful. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. How was it in your life? Oh, I was working hard. Was it easy? Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, uh, no. 
It's always a challenge, always a difficulty. But I was faithful. Amen. What if tomorrow is everything, it just seems like it goes crazy and, and I'm trying, I've got a plan on what I want to do. Just be faithful. Plenty of times I'm working for God and I say, God, this isn't what I expected. I don't know. It's like the road is closed down. How do I get through here? And, and, and you just do the best you can with what you have right now. I say, God, if you want me to do something, God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to uh, work something out here. But, but just be faithful today. Can you leave this world knowing that you've been faithful? Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Hallelujah. What's heaven going to be like? Praise the Lord. I think it's just going to be more wonderful than we can possibly comprehend. I don't spend a whole lot of time just thinking about what it could be like. I know Jesus is going to be there. That's what I think about the most. That's going to be heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, it just, just to be with him, just to love him face to face is what heaven will be for those who are right. The Bible calls it the joy of the Lord. Dropping down to verse 34. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered. And you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. I want to say this again. and said it here recently. A day like today. A day so full of hate. A day so full of just conflict and drama. So, so much of just being a child of God ought to shine so brightly. Sometimes I think, I don't know if I mentioned this the other day or not. It was on my heart, but, you know, we say the darker the night, the brighter the light shines. And I don't know, sometimes in my mind I think, you know, it just means, hey, it's getting darker. We need to work harder. But no, it really just means the darker it is, the littlest thing you do, the littlest light is going to shine greatly. The darker it gets, just the little kind things that you can do. It's going to mean so much to somebody. Why not just be the best friend you can be? The best, the, just a, an encouragement to as many people as you can be. Amen? Why not just, just show people that they matter? Because the Bible says when you've done, this is God's heart. And when you do it to the least of these, he said, you've done it to me. They said, when did we ever see that? The king shall answer and say unto them, verse 40, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. He said, come on in. Enter. Enter. You enter into the, inherit the kingdom rather, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Prayer is such an important part of what we do. Prayer, praying for people, praying that God help, but... It's not always about just pray everything goes easy. It's not always just pray everything goes my way. But Lord, not my will, thine be done. That's our prayer. Let's bow our heads in prayer. It's God's will for us to be saved. It's God's will that none perish. Sometimes it's the difficulties that start to purify, start to get our attention. Oh, help us, God.
Thank you, Jesus. We're living in these last days, and like Jeremiah, it's so difficult to see hearts getting more and more stubborn, more and more proud against the things of God. You see it. See it in Moses' day. You say it. See it in the New Testament with Jesus and and Paul. You see those that harden their hearts, stiffen their neck, self-righteous. Not talking about those out in the world that mock and ridicule, but talking about those in the church, those that call themselves one of us. there's something missing something missing there's there's not enough time to be worried about what other people are doing it's time that we get close to God as we can it's time we start looking at ourselves saying God am I am I right where I need to be am I is there more of me that that needs to be laid on this altar. God, I I need to have ears to hear your spirit today. These end times aren't getting any easier. But God's got a people who are going to be shine, the Bible says. God's got a people that are going to do exploits. God's got a people that are going to hear, well done. God's got a people that know him are known of Him. Oh, hallelujah. Let's come find a place to pray. Let's talk to Him. Jesus.
nothing more, nothing less. Oh, yes, purify me. sensitive to God's direction. I want us all to recognize that it's sometimes it's not the laughter but the tears that cause us to consider, the Bible says, not the house of mirth but the house of mourning. Makes us consider our situation, our circumstance, look at our souls a little closer. To realize we have faith trust God but oh Lord I want to I want to know that my life is yielded and surrendered nothing standing in my way oh thank you Lord for your great presence in this house just from the beginning God it's been so good and Lord I thank you for Lord what you're doing in this church God I believe greater works are coming Lord, greater, Lord, anointing and and effectiveness in this last day. The devil does not have the upper hand. God, I pray that you just help us to be led by your spirit. God, give us the boldness to operate and follow your leading. And Lord, just continue to sweep out our lives. Let's all stand. Father, thank you again for just the privilege. What a blessing it is 
to come into your house, God. What an honor it is. Lord, I ask you to bless each one of my brothers and sisters, Lord. Continue to shine your light through each of them. And, and Lord, just work in a greater measure. We love you. We thank you, God. Just keep us safe as we travel tonight. God, give us rest. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.